Welcome to At Least He Tells the Truth. I'm Blake Ashby. It's been a rough week for our country, beginning with the death of George Floyd. But it's been a really rough month for African Americans. By chance, I'm a resident of Ferguson, Missouri, so we lived through the unrest after Michael Brown's death five years ago. I will do additional podcasts on the protest movement and violence. But the starting point for any conversation has to be the events that led to the peaceful protests that are happening across the country the events that have rightly infuriated African Americans in our civil rights community. Civil rights and race relations have largely been pushed aside during this administration, and of course, everything was pushed aside by the pandemic. Our country has been making progress on race, and it seems like we went through a period without any high-profile deaths. But the pause was just a pause, not proof that we had arrived. In mid-May, a video showing the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery at the hands of two private citizens was released. In late May, a video of a woman threatening to call the police on an African-American bird watcher was released. And then a week later, George Floyd was killed, his slow death videotaped while the officers ignored his pleas. Unfortunately, that is practically a catalog of the problems that African-Americans have historically had with law enforcement in our country. Throughout much of our history, Caucasians have felt comfortable taking the law into their own hands when it came to African-Americans. Comfortable that law enforcement would assume the African Americans cause any bad outcomes and so the Caucasians wouldn't face prosecution. The two people that shot Arbery assumed that the law would view Arbery as at fault for his own death because he didn't freeze when they pointed the shotgun at him. Throughout much of our history, Caucasians have been able to wield the threat of calling the police to intimidate African Americans. That's exactly what the lady in Central Park tried to do. And when the bird watcher didn't back down, she upped the ante. She threatened to lie to the police because, of course, they would believe her, a white woman, over him, a black man. And arguably, throughout much of our history, our country has placed less value on black lives than on white lives. And by extension, the police have also placed less value on black lives. The police have felt comfortable doing things to African Americans that would have caused an uproar if done to a Caucasian. And for much of our history, African Americans have been publicly punished or killed as a warning to other African Americans to reinforce the social order. That's pretty much what happened with George Floyd. The officer seemed to be punishing him for not getting the squad car, a little street justice to send a message to the neighborhood. And the officer was so casual about the value of Floyd's life that he barely paid attention to killing him. Any one of these events would have been sad, but to have them all happen within a month was tragically depressing proof of how far we still have to go to remove the vestiges of slavery and racism, how far we still have to go to ensure that African Americans have equal rights and equal protections in our country. Most of these situations, at least so far, are also proof of how far our country has come. The two or three people that chased and killed Arbery have been charged. The woman who casually threatened to lie to the police about the African American bird watcher has been fired and had her life destroyed. All of the officers that participated in Floyd's slow death have been fired, and the officer that made the decision to kneel on Floyd's neck has been charged with his murder. It is tragically depressing that these kinds of things still happen in our country, but that our country isn't just turning a blind eye to them is also proof that we are moving forward. Proof that, in fits and starts, we are getting a little closer to extending to African Americans the rights and privileges that they are owed under our Constitution. I'm Blake Ashby. Thanks for listening.